0: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2022 WGC Dell Match Play Bracket Picks and everything else you want to know including a one and done reminder to everyone out there to smash the like button for the episode, leave your winner down in the comment section and if you are watching this live in order to make a comment in the live chat you need to be subbed to Mayo Media Network so I highly recommend that you do that right now maybe Jeff and I will actually take some questions towards the end probably not but you know in theory we could I suppose if that's what we're looking (laughs) at anyway uh, I do want to remind everyone that there is the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings listeners link league the link is live down in the description right now so this tournament starts on Wednesday so make sure to go get your spot as soon as possible I would expect the DraftKings pricing to be out relatively soon because now that we know what the groups are going to be what the bracket is going to entail that they should be following right behind that all Dewey's show with Skylar Hoke on Tuesday for DraftKings picks this is just going to be betting and bracket picks right now hopefully it goes better than your March Madness brackets although if you've been following the me Custin Raza bracket like you're still live you're probably in first place right now so maybe we can get all four of our final four teams all the way through we're still looking okay at the moment going into the Sweet 16 so hopefully we can have that much success at the WGC right now And if you do want to play in a bracket challenge for the match play, hit the description right now. And there is one, our friends over at FanteamGolf.com are setting one up. It's free to join, and it just has a ton of prizes. But if you go to Fanteam.com and use promo code MMN when you make a deposit, let me read out what they got here. Uh, let's see, if you play in any contest above 12 euro, which is like 15 bucks, this week, uh, the Corrales main event, which is the alternate event going on, you get a free ticket into their 20. 20- K-Euro Masters contest. So you spend the 15 bucks and then you get like a free $20 ticket to win a prize pool of $20,000. So it's a free roll either way. Uh, And if you just want to play in a bracket, there's prizes for winning the bracket. So uh, hit the description. You can find all that right now. Jeff Feinberg. I did not have a good week. I basically turned off the Valspar at I don't know, midway through Friday. And I was like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. Uh, and it didn't really work out for me. Not the case with our good friend Tyler Tambolini at ta- Toe Tag and Tambo, who almost won
1: 100K. Did you win 100K this week? No, <laughs> I did not. And like you, this one was kind of out of sight, out of mind for me, sort of at, almost at an identical point that you mentioned. Once I sort of realized it's not like the guys I picked played poorly. But they were just never at that, like, group that was at a certain score that I didn't think we were getting to this week. Maybe I had, like, Florida craziness, like, in my head because we had three straight events of silly, crazy Florida. This one can kind of play more traditional. Um, as out of it, and I got to say, in some ways, it was really refreshing, Pat. Like, I didn't watch from early, pretty much, I didn't watch anything after Thursday. Like, I followed a bit on Friday. Uh, until Sunday with the last couple hours and after how insane and like deep last week was and exhausting. And I'm such a, I'm such a softy. I mean, listen, I still can't go anywhere. I still can't bend my knee. So it's not like I have anywhere to be, I guess. But, uh, last week was like mentally exhausting just with all the time changing this week. You know how much I, I love this event win or lose. Like I love it. I love it. So it was easy to kind of just be like, nah, this is in a weird spot now. We got the masters coming up, match play off an exhausting week. Uh, so I took my L's and kind of just moved on and been anxiously awaiting the board we just got.
0: That's essentially what I ended up doing as well. Like, wh- why? what am I going to start chasing? I guess I could have bet Sam Burns live going into the final round at like five to one, whatever it was. And I wasn't going to do that. So yeah, sometimes you lose. Cut your losses, move on to the next week. Hopefully, we can grab a winner this time around to build some bankroll before the Masters come on. Maybe we can go match play, Valero, Masters, and complete a turkey. Very doubtful, based on the picks that we've been giving out so far this year. At least on my end. At least you've been hitting winners. I've just been the king of T2, T3 so far. But do you have any strategy for betting the match play? Like we've seen pretty random people end up in the final outside of the very first year when it was DJ versus ROM. Like you can find your
1: guys 50 to a hundred to one that have a legit chance of winning this. Okay. So a couple notes, I got to say, I'm pretty shocked at myself that we finally got into a run pat of, you know, Scheffler at like 18, 20 to one cam Smith. Uh, again, Sam burns 25, like the part of the board that, you know, I'm I'm my card I never will ignore. Uh, you know, I missed all of those. I was lucky enough to hit some uh what, Hoagie Wagon and uh and Neiman at nice numbers. But but yeah, so I feel weird striking out when we've been in this constant really good player winning range. So credit to Smith and and Burns in that regard and obviously Scotty Sheff. This event, you know, it's taken on different, a life of its own. And and I had this thought, and you'll st- you'll fact correct me here, Pat. For a while, it seemed like the only guys that did really well, like that got the trophy in the end, were guys with significant um, team match play experience, at least in like our era of sort of hanging out. And even a little before that, like Keimer, Poulter, Coocher, Day, Rory, it was this just run of uh, even DJ. It was this run of like guys that had obviously great players were winning and, and but guys that had significant team player president's cup play writer cup play experience and guys have always been crafty. And the last couple on this golf course have gone to very crafty, you know, bulldoggy. I, I know people hate that term, but it's a match play term. Bulldoggy mentality. American golfers in Kisner and and um, and Billy Ho, who have some very European like qualities to them in some respects, and how we you know the players they're comparables, I guess, on tour in 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 some respects. Guys always make a run, right? We saw the the beer garden. We've seen my guy Norin go deep here. Guys make deep runs in all these contest was it would it have been the the burn uh feeling the burn last year potentially but yeah so I don't know in the end ah, I don't want to say Kisner and out and Horschel are outliers but to me I'm still probably going to look at guys that have significant team match experience probably at least those will be my heavier wagers I think
0: Well, the odds have not necessarily updated right now at DraftKingsSportsBook.com with the release of everything coming out. But they don't have, like, group stage winners as of yet. So we'll dig deeper into that maybe with Sky tomorrow. But we're looking from an outright perspective right now. Who can we get to advance? The the question I really had is, when you're making the bets now that we know the bracket, are you overloading on guys from one side of the bracket knowing that, you know, if they just get to the final— so if you pick four guys from, let's say, one quadrant, or four guys from one half of the bracket, I mean, it's easier to have a guy escape that way. Or are you kind of the mentality: let's go one from the top, one from the top, one from the let's bottom. Let's go, the
1: bottom. baby! Let's go! I'll double dip somewhere because <laughs> people can overexpose the players, but that's like Florida craziness. Not me. Like this is this is this is an event I can overexpose with with a smile. Football season ended long ago masters in a couple weeks the chest is fine this is an event i i love it i i love it especially that i still remain um like you know i can't go anywhere for myself let's give her whatever like last week the basketball that's a side story in my life like i don't even i barely care about that stuff force well, myself to bet a game because it's on tv and i can't move anywhere while the family's going to like uh, maple syrup town and shit
0: did you really want to go to? Did you? That. Yeah, I gonna say. Did you really want to go to Maple Syrup Town?
1: It's nice, like family moments. But um, no. no listen, no, there's the been answer. a lot of things that I've been left out of. The weather's getting nice. It would be nice to honestly just be able to go for um a walk. But let's get back to what matters. No, I'm in all the quadrants, Patrick. I will be in all the quadrants. I do got to say, nothing with the bracket made me like run to make a bet. Like, nothing. But they're guys I am eyeing deeply. Deeply. All right. Well, let's talk it
0: through then. We're at Austin Country Club, 7,108 yards. You do get 550 FedEx Cup points if you do win, so a little bit better than everything else. It's par 71. What we've seen over the years, especially lately, like I mentioned, Day won the first year was at this course. Dustin won the second year, and that's back when Day was awesome. And then we had Bubba end up winning, who is a Pete Dye specialist. Obviously, this is a Pete Dye course, so that kind of tracks. We've seen left-handed players do really well at this course over the years as well. Phil's made some deep runs. Brian Harmon's had a lot of success. Bubba has had success here, obviously. And then you get Kisner and Horschel. Coocher's had some big runs, so you don't necessarily need to be long off the tee. Although Bubba and Dustin would kind of take away from that, but Bubba was just lights out that week. Uh, That was one of the best hits I think we ever had. Was Bubba Watson like fifty to one here? Just I I was really in on that best. I had him and Bubba whispered that one. uh, We did. That was a great year for old Bubba Watson. Oh, you? I have not won a cent on Bubba Watson since that year because he has not won anything since that year. But I almost had the double with Kelly Kraft and Corrales because that's still going on. I don't really want to talk about Corrales at all because I didn't see odds for it out yet uh, and guys are just withdrawing last minute withdraw to this tournament as well Sam Burns said you know what I'm good uh, I'm just gonna wait around till the Masters so Mav McNeely is now in the field as the 64 seed rather than have Sam Burns as one of the one seed so someone got bumped up whoever the 16 seed is now was a two seed uh, now they're gonna end up being a one seed when we get to the 16 bracket I guess we can talk about that or actually yeah, that's not true because the 16... The the sixteen ranked player doesn't play in the sixteen
1: group. It's, you know, still, it's, it's still a draw.
0: It's not Brooks because well, is Brooks no? Because he's number twenty. It does. It, yeah, not, but
1: he could be the sixteen seed. He's he's the twenty seed, isn't he? But now you're now, now, now you're
0: now you're throwing me off.
1: Brooks is the number one out of group sixteen. He's the the group A player out of group sixteen. Is that how it's
0: like are they do they just have the world rankings next to these now? I guess I guess Robert McIntyre's ranked 70. So yeah, they it would just be yeah. easier if they put the seeds next to them because they have Brooks listed as number 20.
1: You know, Paul sent sent us something that has that. It's not in bracket form, but it has that.
0: Okay, cuz I'm looking at the bracket that's not printable because thanks PGA Tour. You, yeah, you, they, you, they you, are
1: so bad at this. <laughs> how did they get worse? They actually made strides last year. Like they they just said we don't care about anything they care about this less than they care about the cut on sun uh, on a friday afternoon broadcast like honestly whatever anyway piss on us so, again yeah so piss I get, on us again
0: brooks would have been a two seed is what i'm saying now he is a one seed in the context of this tournament because he went from 17 to 16 of the highest ranked players we'll just leave it at that let's start with group one and it's the John Rom group. John Rom is the overall betting favorite to win this tournament. He is in the group with Munoz, Reed, and Cameron Young, throwing this out here for you right now. I like Cameron Young to advance from this group, Jeff.
1: Yeah, very sneaky. You wouldn't uh... I,
0: I you know what? I don't think it's gonna be all that sneaky. I can see a lot of people glomming onto this. Munoz can win any of these matches because he might just get so hot with his putter. And it's a Texas event. He has a lot of Texas experience. I'm not really mindful of all that. What I see with Cameron Young and what I noted when I went through the research show on Sunday was the types of players that have done really well at this tournament are really good from 150 and in, because there are so many short par 4s that you can't really get to. Cameron Young is kind of the best of both worlds. He has the distance to get to some of the short par 4s, like number 18, if they move the boxes up, like we saw with Bobby Mack last year when he advanced out of his group. But he's just awesome from like 125 to 100. He can lay up on these holes. If he doesn't get overly aggressive, he's so good from that range. And he's a really good putter. That's... The weird thing about him, like his approach game can be off or on, the chipping can be off or on, but he's very good from that one specific wedge range, very good off the tee and he's been rolling a hot putter. So I think that he is the most likely, are we really going with Patrick Reed here? Probably not. Doesn't mean he can't advance, but like, have we seen anything from Patrick Reed which would lead him to winning this group?
1: No, although we are seeing it trending in the right direction. Are we? Because he, he, well.
0: he gained like 14 strokes between chipping and putting at the players and still came in 27. Yeah, but maybe he's
1: just scored better, played better than a lot of players you wouldn't have thought of. I know the week was silly at, at the players, so it's almost unfair to like anecdotally use that in any regard, although it kind of worked for Sam Burns. Um, but no, I, I I'm not... Okay, obviously, if you like Cam Young, you gotta wait maybe for these books to reset. Although the love for him, people have already, you know, mentioned to me on the internet that they think he's gonna win this group. So you're probably right that it's unfortunately not gonna be too sneaky. But how could he not get an odds bump with a reset when you draw John Rom? Well, I'm like look, I'm looking at DraftKings Sportsbook right now.
0: He is the fifth from the bottom on the betting board. He's 130 to one to win this
1: event. Yeah, fifth from the bottom in this event isn't like others. So yeah, I don't know. I'm seeing 125 at my fingertips. I'm seeing 100. Maybe that gets bigger with John Rahm or there's just enough steam around him. You, I'm not. If I have to pick between Munoz, Reed, and Young, I'll ride that this young train. But I'm not predicting the John Rom upset. Um, he ran into a beast, Scheffler last year and got whooped I think this event for f- some of these struggling players but l- who are still playing well I kind of think an event like this is perfect and no no more player would I think that is um speaks I don't know John Rom, I think, is kind of perfect in that regard. So I'm not picking on him to not advance. Uh, Rom,
0: nope, nope, nope. Rom did advance out of his pool last year. I think he was the only him or. Maybe even Casey. I think there was only one one seed that ended up advancing a year ago. Looking at it. Yeah, there was a lot of like Streelman advance. Van Roy, and Like the 62, 64, 60, 53 Dude. seed. Uh, 49 got, in speed. 39 in Victor Perez. Yeah, Ron was the only one seed to advance out of the 16 groups I, a year ago. There, uh, was,
1: there was carnage in playoffs last year. They had the group playoffs because they don't count head to freaking head. And that screwed me so hard last year. I was reminded this morning. I it was big. Like a few people on answer last year. He was 2 and 0. Oh, he was up 3 on his back 9 versus Hovland Pat and he lost his match. Streelman won his match and then they were both 2 and 1. Answer had already beaten Streelman and then Answer missed like a four-footer in the playoff to extend the match. It was tragic i don't like that they don't count head to head but i guess they just want to keep the players hyper motivated all yeah. through friday yeah
0: you you want to make the end of friday mean something and even if it's a bit janky in terms of the rules remember when kevin nah made dustin make that putt and then he missed it and it yeah. put dustin on tilt
1: <laughs> yeah that was last year that was one of the like every year we get an incident obviously i tweeted it this morning the famous pepsi keegan jimenez incident for all time but we get an incident every year you know nothing like baba waving guys like ob shots and like pointing to his watch like letting him know he's clocking you Berger feels like a status player on tour at least in his own head if not in your head so you know he's always brazen that could be fun to observe um you know normally in in the 72 hole stroke play they kind of allow you to do your own thing most of the players but when you're head to head some of these guys yeah we'll we'll get fun we'll get we'll get something we'll get something for sure I think it was Bubba putting Mahan (laughs) on the clock and then Mahan got mad at Bubba because he let JB Holmes who he's buddies with get away with something like in a match before I, I i i love this event i love this event as long as i don't get screwed in friday playoffs love this
0: event i feel like that happened to Cantley last year too that or Cantley was absolutely striping it and couldn't make a punt. perfect i couldn't yeah, remember which advance.
1: was which. yeah
0: he didn't yeah, advance he, but that that was someone who i mean plays well at pete Dye courses overall uh and i think he was returning from injury at the time too it was like the first week Cantley was back you know, all the stuff mixes in my mind, so I really don't know. But I'm going to pick Cameron Young to win Group One. You're picking John Rahm? Yeah, I You're don't. Gutless. You're gutless. Can you like pen and p- paper that? Uh, I help? I got it. So I got to keep track of all the time codes for the show, and I have to keep track of your picks no, at the same no, time. No, no, okay, no. Okay, yeah, no, sure, sorry. no, sure, it's sure, sure. It's the sure.
1: faults. They can't.
0: All right, like... I'll I'll make a rudimentary bracket here for myself. And I'll keep track of yours. I'll I'll keep track of yours. I'll just have to open my notebook to two pages here. And I'll have to do out the bracket. Okay. I'm doing it. So Cameron Young for me. Group number 16 will play the winner of group one in the next round. So Sky and I, again, will dig in more to the drafting strategy about using the quadrants to your advantage, not doubling up and talking through whether or not that's the right move. Maybe you should be stacking everyone in like two of the groups, and that way you ensure yourself basically to get two of the guys out, and maybe that's good enough to win cash games or even single entries. We'll have more on that in tomorrow's show. This is just about picking winners. We got Brooks. We got Eric Van Royan a winner of a group last year Shane Lowry trending up and Harold Varner third, who I don't think has ever played at this tournament in the past I have no real leans here your boy uh, EVR has been playing some better golf recently there is water on this course which is not great but there's not an abundance it's not like you have to wrap shots around a lake that always works in his favor when you don't have to do that but it's going to be real Shane Lowry is going to be like the consensus pick in this group though right
1: I would think so and that's who I'm probably gonna first instinct is my pick here yeah uh you know what Harold varner Harold varner yeah is that working on the
0: theory is that you know Shane Lowry is like a good dude and he's like yeah don't worry about it Harold you don't need to make that five footer that's a gimme
1: no I'm pro Harold this week he's the man
0: do you have any other reason besides I like Harold varner I mean that we're doing sixteen of these. You can get a I, I will for sure let you get away with that one.
1: Um no, he's just He's doing me a behind the scenes favor this week, people in Varner's camp. So I've gotta be pro Varner in this bracket. But if I actually like yeah, Shane Lowry is probably uh, my pick, which would create a fun, right? Rom versus Lowry Ryder Cup matchup. Or even Rom versus Brooks. See, that's fun to care about. Mm, Rom-, Rom versus Brooks would be
0: great. Brooks is 30-1 to 1 to win this event. Lowry is 40-1 to 1 to win this event right now at DraftKingsSportsBook.com. And then you, know, you kind of have to go down to the bottom to find everyone else. Varner's 100-1 to 1 right now. And who's the other guy? EVR is 130. I can see EVR winning this again. There is something to, like, going back and looking at the bracket over the years, the same guys, like, advance out of their group, like, 50, 60% of the time so far.
1: I bet, I've been betting too much. I've been betting or rostering too much EVR lately. Did um Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a hard, I mean, Brooks loves this shit, too. Like, I'm not exactly sure how good he's been in this event specifically. I feel like he hasn't been healthy in two straight years around this event. It's really close to the Masters. And separately, you could make the case, Pat, it's incredibly awkward Masters prep. Like, the players into match play, forgetting how weird the players got this year. In general, it's a course unto itself that doesn't really mimic anything else you do. Um, or have to do week in, week out. I mean, obviously, you got to golf well. (laughs) But um, it's a very awkward path to Masters prep. That's why Rory says, like, I love match play. But players' match play is just a weird, like, lead-in for the Masters. And Houston does so much, it appears, to help set up for those guys. Uh, That's just a side thought. And Brooks, I don't know. He's finally healthy in this event. And anytime he he can like just stare at you and know exactly what he needs to do in that hyper specific sense, seems like that's when Brooks can be peak. It almost reminds me like the reason he won in Phoenix the second time was because for some reason C T Pan in his group ended up with a lead, and then he's like, Wait, I yeah. just gotta catch no. the guy I'm playing beside.
0: I, I'm I'm sorry to cut you off there, but it was not C T Pan, it was James. Oh who started Sorry. melting once they got to the back nine. Like, when he started playing, like, the easy power fives, he was just in the water or the desert or whatever. But, yes, you are correct.
1: But I love the – and, like, I remember, like, Brooks wins that, and I'm like, no, he just got to stare down the guy he knew he now needed to catch. Like, that is so advantageous for those, like, alpha personalities like Brooks that I – I don't know. You can't, like, data it, but um, – I don't know that my winner is coming from from here, but for the purposes of of filling it through, I'm going to take Harold Varner.
0: Yeah. Looking at the last time Brooks played, this was in 2019 because obviously it was canceled in 2020. He didn't play a year ago because of injury. He was 0-2-1 in his group. Uh, And Hao Tong ended up winning that. Hao Tong and Norin. Hao Tong Tong and Norin were both tied at the top, and then Norin lost in a playoff to Hao Tong. I do believe another playoff I got burned on. Okay, it's great. Um, And then in 2018, he didn't play because of a wrist injury. And then the year before that, I believe he won his group. Yeah, he was three and zero in his group over Kisner, Reed, and Duffner. So. You know, it's it's a mixed history for Brooks here. I do kind of like that angle, though, that you kind of lay out that when he can see the carrot dangling in front of him, what he if he knows he needs what he needs to do, like that's very clear to him. And if it's just beating one other guy, uh, I can buy into that logic. I really don't know what I want to do in this group, to tell you the truth. Like, I might do I just say screw it, take EVR and try to. If we're thinking about it from a bracket sense. It I do really think that Shane maybe Shane Lowry is just the play here. Maybe he's just good enough to do this.
1: I could make the case that Shane Lowry is just the play here. Um, and if you don't think John Rahm is winning his bracket, then this winner being able to bet and call on this winner would put you in a great situation, or or, or sorry, a, a nice strong favorite situation to get to, to start your sweet 16.
0: Okay. So I'm going to take, screw it. I'll take Shane Lowry. I kind of want to take EVR, but I'm probably going to have Cameron Young advancing no matter what through the next round. So that's just where I'm going to be. Let's move to group eight. Group 8 has Dustin Johnson. Wow, I don't think he's ever been this low of a seed in this tournament in the past. He's still a one seed. But he is the, what is it, the 11th ranked player in the world right now. This is a pretty friendly group to old DJ. You got DJ, Mac Hughes, Max Homa, and Matthew Wolfe. So Dustin versus the three M's right now. Mac Hughes did advance out of his group a year ago. I believe, and when you do, like, deep dive into his stats at Fantasy National and look at guys that are really good from, like, 100 to 150, like, that's the only range where Mac Hughes is good enough. And doesn't he kind of fit the Kisner, Kucher, Billy Horschel-type player that can do really well at these events?
1: Uh, Absolutely, he does. uh, I sort of have—he's a guy, one of the— He is a guy. I don't find— myself ever betting max homa but i find myself perpetually cheering um for him and i have this intrinsic belief in what his ceiling can be week to week so i totally agree with everything you laid out there i will also say that at first glance even though i didn't run to make a bet on dj who's won this before beat rom in the finals that was fun um I I thought DJ had probably one of the easier one seed roads that I saw or potential groups. So, he's a guy that's on the short list for me at the moment.
0: I'm going to change my pick to EVR from the last group by the way. Just looking at it, I did a, 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 a I wouldn't say a deep dive. I just pulled up some numbers in front of me on Fantasy National. And then looking at the types of players who have done really well at this tournament, again, like they're all the players who are inside that like 125 to 150 proximity. EVR just pops up inside the top 10. Mac Hughes is number 11 in it. I, I, I can envision a scenario here where Hughes just, I mean, what if he starts running hot with the putter? He's going to be unbeatable in this group. <laughs>
1: I mean that's the ultimate x factor in match play is as matches are decided on the greens whether to save your half to put that dagger on there um you know it's one of the reasons Poulter is who he is in some respects and in much respects kisner um but i would say more so Poulter because his has transcended longer and different courses well kisner is a top American team player because he's excelled on a comfort course course. L- looking Nonetheless, at let's I- say, l-
0: looking at looking at the past two winners and like the types of guys that I mentioned that have started to do really well with this tournament, the Kisners, the Coochers, like if that's the mold that you want to go with. And I think that taking a certain type of player, it doesn't need to be that type of player. It could be anyone, it could be all bombers, because we did see that with the Rom and DJ year, although they beat Bill Haas and Tanihara Hara in the semifinals to get there. But guys that do well at like RSM, the Wyndham Championship, Colonial, Heritage, those types of courses Tend to be the guys that do well in this tournament.
1: That has been the case, although we did have a DJ versus Rom. Yeah, um, that was
0: also in 2016 or something. No, it was the first year at this course. It was the I believe it was the second year at this course. The first year at this course, maybe it was at a was different Bubba? no, it was day over Louie in the finals, I think. Like I, I could have that wrong. That was 2016.
1: So 2017 was the Dustin Rom year. And you don't want to see be tracking to unknown. Unknown means your ball is fallen below like a rocks cliff, and you could die trying to retrieve it. This is true. Um,
0: uh, any? Do you think that Homa? I mean, are we just crossing off Wolf from this group? I mean, he might come in surprise, but his game looks. Maybe his game is kind of perfect for this because, you know, if he makes an 11, who cares? It's only one hole lost.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely an argument. We're going to have that fun conversation at Bryson. I'm seeing a huge number on Patrick somewhere. Um, I'm not betting Wolf. I I'm don't not care. betting Wolf
0: either. I- I'm going to cross him off right now until he gets himself correct. So if we don't go with Homa who is, what is Homa? Homa is 60-1 to to win this tournament right now. I think I actually like Mac Hughes to come out of this bracket Uh, if I'm not going to take DJ and I'm kind of gravitating against going with a lot of number one seeds because there's a few number one seeds that I do want to go with and just knowing the history of this that only so many are going to move on that if you can kind of pick your spots and pick the ones that are going to falter, I'll take Mac Hughes to win this group.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Dustin. Okay, old
0: chalky Jeff. I on. just picked Harold Varner, Yeah, for, bro. for no reason that he's, like, giving you free tickets or something like that.
1: He's setting up someone uh, is important to me in Austin. Yeah, so thank you, Harold. <laughs> Good guy. Listen, we love Harold Varner. Nope.
0: <laughs> I got you.
1: Sure. Group number nine, who's
0: going to play Mackenzie Hughes in the next round, is going to be the uh, Bryson, Bland, Gooch, and Westwood group. This is... <laughs> Group 12. We, we haven't seen Bryson play since Saudi when he withdrew after a round. Tim has already expressed his fondness for Richard Bland this week, although he is not his one-and-done <laughs> pick. He gave, when he texted us his picks, he made his one-and-done pick and then gave, like, special mention of Richard Bland along with that. The Gooch, who's you know, been really good. And then he got Lee Westwood, another cut. This is a really custy group, by the way. This is the all-Cust group, I think. But the Bryson number is 35-1. to 1. You said you saw a deeper one?
1: Yeah, I saw a 39. Okay. So 35,
0: Same. 39, around that range for Bryson. Do you trust that he's healthy?
1: It's hard to tell. And in this format, um, he could bail, right? What?
0: Yeah. It's a lot uh, of golf to yes. be
1: returning. It's a lot of golf to be coming back from injury from because, um, yeah, I mean, I just be repeating myself. It's, it's, Sam Burns, there's a lot of reasons for his withdrawal, but it's almost as simple as like how much golf and how long last week went into another one. And then if you're actually gonna be hyper successful this week, you're gonna play a lot of freaking golf. And um, so in that case, I'm concerned. But forty to one versus Bryson, where I'll take your wolf. I don't I don't care what Wolf is. Bryson at 40 is more attractive than whatever Wolf's number is to me. And it's the same logic of, sure, I don't know, make a triple. It's not going to hurt me. I'll lose the hole. Like it can, yes, yes, it will hurt me, but you get what I'm saying. Not nearly like a stroke play situation. An L is an L. And as long as I pepper a few, we can maybe keep standing.
0: I just worry that Bryson is using this as a prep for the Masters. Like, he hasn't played competitive golf in two months at this point, and maybe he's finally healthy, but it, I can see it being a lot like the Webb situation from the Players' Championship where it was just, hey, we haven't seen this guy in two months. We don't even know if he's healthy, and it turned out that he wasn't the same guy that maybe you would have expected from a return to injury. It might take a little bit to get his seat. Like, he seems very primed to be upset here, but I do agree with you. Like The 40-1 to 1 number on Bryson is much better than whatever they're hanging on Matthew Wolfe at the moment if you're going to take a somewhat long shot with just unknown upside. Uh, obviously, Bryson's a much better player, so that can help out a lot. I just don't know where I would go in this group if it's not going to be Bryson. Do we go
1: with Gooch? Yeah, it'd have to be Gooch by default. Westwood lost in a playoff last year, Pat, to the Sergio Hole in One. I don't know if you remember that.
0: (laughs) I see. For some reason, in my mind, I thought that's—I forgot it was Sergio (laughs) who had the Hole in One. For some reason, I thought that he lost to Fleetwood by Hole in One because I think that Tommy had one here last year too.
1: Maybe Uh, that's a fun little Scheffler versus England group too. I don't know if that one. Yeah, well, we'll,
0: well, you know, we'll we'll get to all the groups in due time if you weren't sure about that we're not no, gonna, i know we're not going to skip sighting
1: i i this group sucks this is the worst group um i gotta just pick gooch he's playing fine seems like playing fine could be good enough here <laughs> uh let's see what what's what's gooch
0: how does gooch rate out here on fantasy national he's not great from in close versus the other players maybe bland is can, did Can Cus propel Bland into a situation where he's, like, on the cusp of winning something and then, like, it goes horribly wrong for him? Because that would
1: actually track for Richard Bland. Yeah, no, Bland is, is sneaky and could sort of play the heritage success path, at least through the pod, if Bryson's in trouble. I think this is a nice
0: shot to take, if you want to, on, like, because, I mean,
1: Brian, what? <laughs> I'm going to be cheering for Bland because I don't know that it's a, it's unfortunate that it seems like there's such an opportunity here, but I don't know that I'm willing to invest in it because I'm not betting Richard Bland to win. And you could tell me, you can make your cases. He gets through the pod. I got my ticket l- compared to the live line. Sometimes those can be really tricky to like, you think you'll have a hedge, but, but no, you don't. because yeah. Bland, Bland versus any respectable player like, it would cost you so much to make that hedge that you, don't get me wrong, right, I'll be overexposed, and it's fun to ride or die, too, in those situations, also, because you feel like you have no recourse to get out on the other side. I even remember having Rom, who would have been 20, 26 to 1, versus DJ in the final, and there was nothing I could do live, Pat, like, nothing.
0: And it's funny because I had the two guys who lost in the semis that year. I had Haas and Tony Hara, who somehow made all their way through. That's back when I used to just bet Tony Hara because he would have SIGs on the course. I was like, good enough for me. Uh, but great short games on both those guys. Something not to overlook this week. Uh, just the ability to win holes with par. Because uh, you can get, like you mentioned, like you can get yourself into real trouble on this course, with one wayward tee shot, where you're underneath of a rock all of a sudden, and it takes some like immaculate escape uh, in order to get it up and down from that situation. I, I don't want to take Bryson because I don't think he's going to win this group. So I guess I'm going to take Gooch. I'll take Gooch to
1: advance. Who are you
0: taking? Gooch.
1: Gooch. Oh, okay. You could even hit a nice drive on 12, Pat, and it catches like a bit of a speed tunnel, and it can roll to that rock wall that then is um just gone it's gone and even your approach on two you've got to take on that rock i mean it's everywhere it's everywhere and even 18's a great fun finishing hole it's drivable but if you try to drive it you can also end up in some like weird drainage well on the left like it's um how leveled the green is they do a lot of fun things there I, a great course for match play maybe that's easy to say because i'm such a simp for the event but I've followed, I loved Dove Mountain, but I honestly feel like they found a place even better. And I loved La Costa, so that's got some personal, um, whatever. But but yeah, I, I love this place. Yeah. I don't think they're leaving because I think they moved. PGA moved some base out into Austin, so probably here forever, which is fun. Damn, yeah, it.
0: and it looks good in those photos because you can put the bridge on it, and it's just it's a fantastic. It's a fun to watch course. The issue with the match play is that once you get to the weekend, the tournament sucks to watch. Like it is awesome. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, really. And then you get to Sunday and it's an absolute slog to try to get through. At least they don't play 36 holes in the final anymore.
1: Remember that? No, I can't debate that. I can't debate that. It's a slog on the weekend. All I will say is that there's so much monotony in the golf season that I'm here for any change of pace. Like I don't even hate on Zurich. Um, and this is the most elite change of pace you can have is WGC match, match play. Um, yeah. So there, there's so many things they could probably do with a few events that I'd have no issues with. Uh, this one um, is definitely the best of them all. All right. Let's move to group four where Patrick Cantlay is the
0: number 1 seed. He's going to be taking on Keith Mitchell, Sung-Jm and Sheamus Power and Associates, who is the number 48. Actually, he's the number 3 seed in this group. Keith Mitchell snuck into the field as one of the alternates when five or six guys didn't end up playing for whatever reason or they're hurt, mind you. I could see Power? Like I I basically you need to build me a case against Cantley to come out of this group. Is it's one of the not necessarily the easier groups, but it does seem like there's a huge gap between Cantley and the three other guys here.
1: You think him is, I would think him is one of the tougher, um, like B draw, like B player. Cause like it's a B C D in term t- tier B tier player um, you could get. So I'm surprised to hear you say that, that being said, if you just want to, and I think you would be totally allowed to um discard the players i mean think about how bad cantley was two years ago at the players and he was like eight over before you looked at your app and then last weekend just how he could have been so much worse he couldn't hit a fairway for his life he was horrible he was horrible there's something about that place maybe it's just not comfortable for him so you could just totally ignore cantley's player performance and look at what else he's done and probably see that he might actually the be best value bet on the board on a Pete Dye course. Let's see. Or of the front-end tiered players, betting-wise. Yeah. I don't
0: want to say
1: value to a guy at 22-1 to one or whatever. He'll
0: yeah, I'm seeing right now Patrick Cantlay is 22-1 to one at DraftKingsSportsBook.com. It's not that I don't like Sungjae. I just don't think Sungjae's playing well right now. And <clears throat> I think that he's... Right now, his game is closer to power in Mitchell. Mitchell, who's playing great versus Cantlay at the moment like even at API when he ended up inside the top 20 it was a complete putting based performance he was bad at the players even though he made the cut he missed the cut at Honda like the last time that he was really any good was at farmers and even then it was a big chipping and putting week his irons have been really bad for a while and maybe that doesn't mean anything maybe he can just turn it around this week This different format will elevate him back up to what we think of him but I'm actually going to take Patrick
1: Cantlay to win this one i'm not prepared to pick anyone other than patrick cantley right now who i remember being we spoke about it earlier i remember he was on like i was so happy he did in advance last year because of my other bets um yeah i could i could potentially bet him outright okay i could
0: Group number 13, which I actually think is one of the strongest groups from top to bottom because you have no one standout candidate. You just have four guys that I think you can make a realistic case for for winning this group based on their skill profiles. Hatton is the one seed, Berger is the two seed, Siwoo is the three seed, and then you have Bizadenhout as the four seed. They're all kind of the types of guys that I would want to target in this event. Yet somehow they've all been mashed into the same group.
1: Yeah, I'm prepared in many respects. I mean, maybe this or group too. But this, unlike uh, first glance, was my group of death for having to find one. And maybe that's just because, like, we love Siwoo and Bizadehote on this show. So that you know glorifies the third and the the C and D tier. Berger, worth noting, is the highest-ranked B-tier player in the field with his 17 seed. So Hatton got a tough draw here. Um, Berger, Berger hit a rock wall versus Phil and, and left, and then that might have been the start of his injuries. Probably not, though, but I'll, I'll pick
0: Berger. I'll pick <laughs> Burger. So you're going to take Berger to go on to face Cantlay. I mean, I can't really fault you for that. When we, when we take a look at, like I said, whether it be RSM or Windham, I mentioned Colonial, a place where Daniel Berger has won before. Sony opened another place where he's played really well in the past. Uh, and even looking at the past 24 rounds, that 125 to 150 range, Berger is second in the field in proximity from there too. So if he starts rolling a hot putter, all of a sudden he can get back into it. The issue is the other guys in this group all rate out really well too. Like, You stick Christian Bezadenhout with 150 and in, guys like next to the pin every single time. We've still yet to see that immaculate putting performance. Maybe that was just an aberration for a year and a half where he just putted the lights out and we all just thought that he was an excellent putter, that he would have those spike weeks. We just haven't seen one of those in a while. And Hatton couldn't make a putt at Valspar, yet the ball striking was like off the charts good. A week after making everything and chipping everything in, not being able to drive, not being able to hit an iron. Another guy who's played really well at that, heritage in the past too so like it's it's really confusing then you have C C Wu who has won a bunch of those events that i was talking about and it's a pete die course so you never know what he's going to be up to like i'm just this is a really tough one for me i i think that burger is probably the best play i think that i'm going to take him as well to advance out of here but you could show me anyone on friday if all four of these guys could be in a fucking playoff
1: for all i know so I totally agree with everything you said, and I have no interest on two facts at the moment to make a single outright bet in here because winning this thing seems hard, and then you have a potential date with Cantley, which is um, something that I am forecasting. I would like to be a part of all of these players, potentially, if their paths were were different. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I could maybe even bet the win. If I don't bet on Cantley, you could see me on Saturday morning betting the winner of this group to beat Cantley in a match. Like, that's how much like you, Pat, I like all all four of their um, potential to make this thing work. Berger had a horrible Ryder Cup, not that it matters, and I don't think he's ever played well here. Um, So for a guy that... I always make a big deal about, you know, he's been playing cash games since he was 12 years old. And as part of his moxie really has not shown up in a fact, in a fact-based match play um, situation. That being said, I think he's playing great. We saw Honda, we saw players. He got bad weather drawed and and, um, got the worst of it in that other part and still hung tough for the most part. So Berger would be my pick.
0: I'm going to take Berger as well, though. This is definitely shaping up to be the week. Everyone jumps off of Seabez after betting him for all the six starts that he's had so far this year. And oh, he's he-
1: the year, the cheeky Euro like firecracker of the week. I mean, he's not Euro,
0: but sure. I, I get your sentiment. Uh, international. Sorry. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I've seen, I'm him- having
1: a hard time, Pat. I already called James Hahn CT pan and I just called a non like American player, a Euro just because he's not from America. I'm, can we call Bad Mac? Me. Can we call Mac Hughes a Euro? Is that
0: something we can do? Uh, no, I don't know i don't care okay fair enough uh reminder to everyone if you want to get involved in the live chat if you're watching this live you have to sub to mayo media network only subs can go in the chat nowadays that's the way that we've rigged it so more people will subscribe to the channel so thank you for doing that smash the like while you're here as well and if you do hit the description right now our friends at FanTeam.com have a bracket challenge where it's free to enter uh for everyone uh and you can you know, win free entries into their big DFS tournaments. And if you deposit at Fanteam.com right now using code MMN, put in like 20 bucks or something like that, play in a Corrales type event, uh, anything $15 or over, you'll get a ticket into their giant masters as well. So you can free roll that forward and you have a chance to, I mean, you might as well be registered for when you win the bracket challenge and get your account credited. So Fanteam.com, code MMN, check it out. Let's move to region number five and... I mean, is Scheffler, who is the favorite here, Scheffler, Poulter, Fitzpatrick, and Fleetwood. I knew going into this after losing in the finals a year ago that Scheffler was going to be insanely popular, runner-up finish in a WGC in in his first appearance here last year. He's won two events coming in. He's from Texas. All things pointing up. The rest of this group is fucking tough, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's really tough. I'm having a bit of a situation. Oh, shit are you okay okay safe yeah yeah almost just pulled the whole shit the whole ship down because i got caught on a wire and that leg doesn't move and we know your mo- um, we know your
0: mobility is not at its finest right now too so people can people um, will give you some leeway on that
1: no no yeah yeah this is a this is a hellacious little group that scheffler has found his way in it's scheffler versus i guess three british bulldogs I, maybe people will be off of Scheffler because of the group, potentially, Pat. I don't know about... Be- I mean, Benning, he's now at a number where... He's the fourth favorite in this tournament.
0: He has the same odds as Colin Morikawa.
1: Yeah, so there. I don't need what I was trying to say. like, He is a at almost super elite status at the moment, and it feels like he can be a player... If the year ends and he has four wins, I'm honestly not surprised either. Like, that's the type of uh, machine it seems like he's capable of. That he kind of proved he could be capable of even before he ever won. That being said, I'm I'm looking at the middle of this. Like, for me, it's it's Fitzpatrick or Fleetwood. No Poulter whatsoever. No. Uh, if I want that little charm, I'll go to Fitzpatrick or Fleetwood.
0: I would prefer Fleetwood in this format over Matthew Fitzpatrick. Only because, I mean, Fleetwood just might not have it going whatsoever. But I would, I mean, maybe there is no data to back this up, but he does seem like the type, the Hunter Mayhans of the world, the type of players that we've seen do really well in this event where they're just going to attack flags and they can pile up enough birdies to offset the potential double bogeys that come along with it. And then double bogeys don't really matter all that much here. Like, like you said, a loss is a loss. Like Sergio is another one who's played really well in this format over the years. I could see Fleetwood just kind of being a good match play player.
1: Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Uh, You can pencil me in for for Tommy Fleetwood. All right, so Tommy, no big shocker
0: there. I'll I'll tail you on Tommy as well. I don't like uh, taking all the same picks as you, but let's go to group number 12. Not the strongest group in the world. Defending champion Billy Horschel is in this group with Min Woo Lee, Tom Hoagie, and Thomas Peters.
1: Thomas Peters, 110 to one.
0: That's Bennett. what he. That's what he is. Yeah. Huh.
1: That's actually pretty good. Just bet it. Let's go. He's he was a Ryder Cup rookie and Hazeltine. He was amazing. I know that's nothing factual to bet him this week. Um, he actually really disappointed me a bit so far, Pat. I was gonna joke that I thought our Masters odds would be <laughs> shorter at the moment. They're probably gonna be bigger. Um, by the time the Masters comes, but we could flip that quickly. Uh, uh peters like i'm staring at it right now to hit submit on an outright
0: i actually kind of like hoagie a little bit better in this grouping just go with the guy who's playing well
1: the guy who's playing well and you mentioned that if you get inside that 125 150 he's kind of like best on planet or in a in a small cluster
0: yeah, I mean, just his irons in general. He's the best player. For whatever reason, 125 to 150, he's 49th in this field over the past 24. What's odds?
1: I honestly haven't looked at him.
0: But hundred from 100 to 125, he's first in proximity. From 175 to 200, he's first in proximity. And from 150 to 175, he's fifth in proximity. The issue is that the dude can't fucking putt. He needs to, like, recap. I think he used all of his putting luck in the final round on the back nine at Pebble Beach to beat Spieth. That's the only thing I can muster.
1: I bet on him, and I'm happy if he did. Thank you. <laughs> Again, he's right there. Uh, yeah, TCU Athletics. Lydian Tomlinson, Tom Hoagie. Let's go. So he has Texas experience is what you're saying? Texas Christian, which, yeah, I guess that was a fun one last night. Um, he's 100-1 to 1 to win this tournament. Yeah, geez. I'm even seeing, uh, Pat, the book, like, just your – your, I mean, everyone's number one book is DraftKings. It's 100 to 1. Should we be giving some special consideration to Billy Horschel, who's just
0: playing great golf? No. Other people can bet him. All right, well, I'm going to pick Hoagie to win this group. Are you picking Peters because you're betting him?
1: Potentially. I'm even seeing Peter uh, Hoagie 125, Pat. Even Bigger better. than
0: Peters. Even better. So who are you taking as your group? Bet
1: both of them. Is that would that be crazy to bet Peters at one ten and Hoagie at one twenty five? Like I know I could get a little silly this week. Is that too silly? I don't think so. Like if you think that they have a good
0: chance of beating whoever comes out of the next group, which would be Fleetwood by us, but it's probably going to be Scheffler. Oh, well, then sure, why not? Like stupid stuff happens in this tournament all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, they'd both be over 100. I could make that math work, but pencil you're penciling me in for Peters. Yeah, Peters.
0: All right, Thomas Peters. All right, so we got one half of the bracket done. Do you want to learn new skills like to build websites, troubleshoot tech issues, or transition into a new career? Over 50 million people already know that Code Academy is the best way to learn code. That's because Code Academy not only teaches you job-ready coding skills, but also helps you build unique projects for your portfolio, earn certificates, and even prep for technical interviews. Finding the right career can impact your life in a very, very healthy way. Trust me. I know about that. When you find the thing that you're meant to be doing, life gets better. It doesn't get easy, but it gets a lot better and it gets a lot happier. And learning new tech skills could be the answer for people quitting as a part of the great resignation. Learn a new skill, all right? And you can learn at your own pace and get qualified for in-demand jobs. Learn coding languages, such as Python, HTML, and CSS, SQL, JavaScript, and more. Are you not sure where to begin? Then Code Academy can point you in the right direction. It's an interactive platform that helps you learn by doing, and you can build your portfolio and get a certificate of completion to make yourself more marketable to future employers. Land your dream job in web development, programming, computer science, data science, and tons more. Join over 50 million people learning how to code with Code Academy and see where coding can take you. Get 15% off your Code Academy Pro membership when you go to CodeAcademy.com and use promo code Mayo. That's promo code Mayo at CodeAcademy.com to get 15% off code Academy Pro. The best way to learn? To code. C-O-D-E-C-A-D-E-M-Y.com. Promo code Mayo. That's M-A-Y-O, by the way. Let's move to the other half here in this very poorly formatted weird screenshot the pga tour sent out group number two features my guy colin morikawa as the number one seed bobby mack robert mcintyre as the four then you have sergio and coke in between this is tough man is there something wrong with morikawa right now or is he just kind of plateauing and this happens to everyone
1: I don't think there's any problem. The problem is he was so freaking good that now there's a perceived problem. Like, you know, I don't know what to say. Tiger Woods in his like at his best had a 33% event win rate. One out of every three he won. Now I get frustrated when Rom goes X without winning and Morikawa goes X without winning. So I don't think there's a problem. I just think it's ebbs and flows. And it's I've just, seen one site that boosted, boosted them to 25 saying, you thought those call numbers could never drift for you? Well, step in front of it if it, it's what you want. It, I will not be. I like other guys in this group I think I could talk myself into at the moment.
0: Uh, I think you can talk yourself into McIntyre, who's—I mean—I think he went one, one, and one last year, or one and two or something—and somehow scraped by getting into the second round. Uh, but you can play that left-handed angle. You can play Sergio at Pete Dye courses, someone who's had a lot of success in match play over the years. Sergio,
1: Coach- this is like his home now, Pat. He's married the tech the Austin girl. Like he—I'm li- pretty sure this—I'm I'm not saying this is his home course, but this event is in his backyard. I think I can say.
0: I think that we're going to talk circles around to not take Colin Morikawa. And I mean, isn't this kind of the perfect setup for him where, Hey, let me hit the middle of the fairway, 250 yards out. Let me hit some
1: wedges at these holes. Like that's his entire course. Yeah. I'm not saying it can't work perfectly for him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he won one bit. Um, But of the guys under 25 to one this week, I I don't know. I'm not really looking at him, and that'll probably be my mistake. It seems like a
0: a very popular spot to fade Morikawa, because I am kind of concerned that the irons have just – his irons aren't firing like Colin Morikawa, the guy who was averaging like a stroke more than everyone else. Now, I'm having strokes betting on him every single time and now we're seeing that number drift back a little bit which is nice I'm seeing him at 20 to 1 right now 16 to 1 in some places you said you saw a boost up to 25 to 1 I might be able to get behind that a little bit because I really do think that people will talk themselves into whatever narrative that <laughs> they want for this do you think the coke racks uh, cause I used coke rack and one and done last week bet on him he was an absolute fucking travesty at the Valspar but is his eyes are his eyes on the Saudi prize right now for that league
1: I'm not really sure what that's about, but Coke rack at 70 certainly is, um, potentially attractive. I'm gonna, for me, it's Bobby Mack or Sergio in this one for my call.
0: I can see it. Like I, Sergio was someone I wanted to target coming into this event. I don't think that's going to be unique in any sort of way, because looking at his betting odds right now, Sergio Garcia is, where the hell is Sergio? Not, not high
1: enough. 30, we want higher.
0: 35 to one to win this event. And I think that tracks, like that's probably where oh. he should be based on his success at this tournament. Although eventually once we get to the end, unless you're Bubba for whatever reason, eventually you do have to make some like 10 foot putts in order to win this tournament. You need to be able to steal some holes. And the issue with Sergio is that he just can't do that.
1: I would, yeah, I totally agree, and I would wait that one out on uh, on DK Pat. I'm gonna go with Morikawa now. Now that he's like dropped back down, I think like
0: I'm look, I'm staring a twenty in the face right now. If you said you can find a twenty five, like I feel like I'd be fucking stupid not to take that. Like that's where I want to be yeah. betting Morik. That's where he I can get me a all sixty on Sergio. Well, a sixty on Sergio is a lot more palatable than a twenty than a thirty five on Sergio. Getting almost double the odds is very nice
1: yeah and i would as i said i would let that dk sergio develop especially in a pod with the number two player in the world and and maybe players people could be attracted to behind behind him um oh, bobby mack or sergio how's bobby mack been playing lately i he, remember he, he sort hasn't, of just he hasn't brought played, it back to basics he has played and good
0: he has not played since riviera give me sergio Sergio for Jeff next group down I got to take here and I don't love it and this is the exact all four of these players in group 15 were ones that I had identified as oh these are going to be the sort of upset winners in their group this is going to be perfect and somehow they all end up in the same fucking group answer Bubba Webb and Herman. I'm taking Webb I've seen enough This is where I want to go with Webb. I think it's a great format for him. I think it's a great course for him. This is now the third week in a row that he's playing. I feel like he's getting his health back together. He wasn't great at the Valspar by any stretch of the imagination, but he was better than he was at the players. If he's getting his game back together, we're still catching big numbers on web and maybe it's a better outright bet than playing it in a bracket but it's a fucking free bracket who gives a shit that i can bet web right now at where the hell did web go 80 to 1 yeah sign me up for a pete die course that correlates with the Wyndham, the sony the heritage and the rsm thank you
1: yeah you're right This is like the the pete die bracket yeah in some <laughs> respects um answer certainly wasn't a one seed last year well he is this uh, year and he's probably the weakest of the current form one, so I guess that you could debate that on your own. I don't want to throw any stones in the answer. What is his outright odd? Answer? Hardly newer. Yeah,
0: uh, We got Abraham answer 50 to 1. Pretty good number. Bubba is... Nope, that is not what I want to do. I want to control F. Bubba is... Where the hell is Bubba?
1: i are going to take answer. All right, Bubba's 65 to 1. I'm going to take answer. Didn't people, I don't know, didn't people maybe, like Bubba last week? I don't know. I can't speak for other people. People like Bubba last week. I like, don't know. Herman and
0: Bubba are exactly the same odds at 65 to 1. Webb is like the prohibited underdog in this group, and it's stupid match play. Like, why not Webb?
1: Yeah, I would definitely lean Webb or answer. I just answer was two and zero oh with a three shot lead on his back nine here last year. Um, pff, I like answer. All right, group- I was real shook. I'm real shook just reliving his exit from last year. But in doing that reliving, I'm picking him again to advance. I like that they jam- I like that they jammed all of the
0: lefties into one quadrant. They're all either they're all in the same group or they're going to play each other in the next round to get all the lefties out of the way. Group number 15, we got Xander, Takumi Kanata, Tony Finau and Lucas Herbert. I think you would be deranged if you didn't bet Xander Shoffley to win this tournament. He is my one and done pick this week, by the way.
1: Okay, so that's great news because I have bet Xander Shoffley uh, 28 to 1, Pat. And the thing I said about Rom earlier. I meant it in my head really for the case I want to make for Shoffley in that I really think this event and how it's constructed sets up perfectly for his talent his skill set and the wind drought like it's just you could just very focus on the carrot in front of you and don't get me wrong even the guys ranked 60 like that's their goal like just worry about the carrot in front of you on each day but yeah. Xander Shoffley. I think this event is, is, is the time. It's, it's my pick. It's the bet that I have made along with Thomas Peters at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's just the draw that he ended up getting in this group, it's the easiest group for any of the one seeds that doesn't guarantee Lucas Herbert doesn't knock him off. We saw that last year with Victor Perez and Bryson, like guys lose all the time. Like That that's, that's neither here nor there, but the way that I look at it is that what he is currently doing, and maybe he's not playing as poorly as some people may think, but he's still the best player in the field over the past 24 rounds from 150 and in. He's still striping his wedges. Where he's having issues right now are from 200 plus. Uh, the driving is still okay if he can bring the putter along with him. He does. It does seem like he has a bit of leeway, unless one of these three other guys' putters start running really hot in matches against him, that... He, out of all the one seeds, he's some of the deepest in terms of odds. He has the easiest draw in the first round. And then coming out of it, you're, I mean, it's tough to say what's going to happen in the group below him, but you have four guys that seem like they're going to beat the shit out of each other.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I got, I mean, he was very, I had earmarked a few players pre even the bracket. That I liked, that I liked the odds. I thought the odds would work, and Xander was one of them, and I saw the bracket, and uh, I was excited, I guess, to make that bet.
0: You do? Can you make a case for
1: Finau, for Lucas Herbert, or Kanaya? Yeah, no. Finau's really good at golf, Is he? and he can make a lot of birdies that can offset losing a hole.
0: Yeah, but... Has the a, other guys I'm not he, making a case for. He, he's, he's far I mean, I would probably make, if I was going to pick like an upset in this group, it would probably be Herbert. That would be my play on this because I don't know where Fino's at at the moment. At least Herbert's playing like good. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> All right. So Xander moving on for me. And you have you have Xander moving on as well?
1: Yeah, long time.
0: Okay. Number two. Group number 10, is. do I even have this right now? Yeah, group number 10, Louis, Norin, Casey, and Connors. Three guys who have played really well at this tournament, and another guy who rates out Corey Connors to play really well at this tournament as well. Like, these are all, Louis is kind of an, at Louis and Norin, I think, kind of fit into the same bucket as types of players that, Louis is obviously the better version of Norin, but they're going to, they might get hot with the Ryans, but they can put you to death. Both have had success making it to the final four of this tournament. Then you have Casey and Connors. Like, Connors is basically just the minor league
1: version of Casey, isn't he? I love this group. This group, like, gets me. I am so very much into... I'm actually so disappointed in how this group broke off, Pat, because I love a lot of players in it. Uh, specifically, Alex Norin is a guy I want, but... I don't know. These are going to be like, these are going to be battles. This is this is the most intense group for me. I think this one overtakes the hatton burger c group and Scheffler versus the Englishman.
0: Who are you taking? Because Norin's going to be a very popular pick here based on the way that he's playing, based on the even history that he has in this course. Yeah, I think even in this group.
1: Because I want to take Noren. But if of course you're you do. Noren's Everyone's going
0: to look at this and be like, man, I like Alex Noren. Alex but Noren has I always well. like
1: Alex sure, Noren. Sure, but
0: now people are back on board with liking Alex Noren because he's fucking playing well. I And I'm saying that as a case to pick him if you want to. I think it's a good pick. I'm not picking him, but you know that's me. I I only pick losers, so I wouldn't listen to me.
1: There's a lot of losers in this group, despite how good at golf they are.
0: It, it is really the ultimate loser group,
1: Group 10. <laughs> Like, despite, like, don't get me wrong. They're all stars. I just mean, I'm going to pick Norin, But, man, Casey could win the whole goddamn thing.
0: I'm going to take Connors to emerge from this group. I like that his ball striking is back to where it needs to be, Uh, although Casey's is as well. I think that he and Casey are both very similar type players. And I think that putting means less in a tournament like this to advance. I think to get all the way and win, yeah, you do need to be like a reasonable putter. We obviously know Corey Connors is not, although the one time that he was able to do it was in Texas when he won the Valero and putted okay for the week. But all the ball striking woes that he had earlier this season, they're gone. He is back to driving the ball well. He's back to hitting his irons well. And he's especially good from 150 and in in particular 100 to 125. He can get to where he wants to get to off the tee. That's not going to be an issue for him. He's one of the more accurate players in this field. Very Abraham Anse like. Although I don't think that he's French. He's Mexican. Probably does not pronounce his name that way. But with Connors, once you start giving him a lot like Casey in that circumstance— and Casey's advanced out of his group a bunch of times in this tournament. Once you start giving him three footers and four footers, their putting numbers look a whole lot better. Jeff, don't and, give them to him. And Kevin Na is not in this group, so
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know. I could see, yeah, I guess there's a circle of trust that could clearly exist exist here. I don't know. This is this is such a hard pick for me, but I'm picking Norin. Where are we seeing? What are Connors' odds? Connors is 60 to
0: 1 to win this tournament. Norin is 60 to 1 to win this tournament. Casey is coming off a good player, 30 to 1. To win the tournament oh. and Louis 30 to one. So you have two thirties and two sixties. I think if you just added up all of the betting odds of any group and whoever ended up with the lowest number, I think this is probably the group. It has no weak Like we talked about that one that doesn't have the weak link because I overvalue how good Siwoo is and how good Bazadenhout is. Like these guys are like legit good.
1: Yeah, the Scheffler with Fleetwood and Hat trip. Uh, Scheffler with Fleetwood and Fitz and Poulter could If you did the math, that one could maybe be close.
0: Yeah, so it's that one or the one on the other side, I suppose, or the one just one, one of my favorites. And even that answer group with Bubba and Harmon, I think that's a really strong group from top to bottom if you were just kind of power ranking how tough some of these pods are. That one, in my mind, just based on this course, based on their skill sets, based on their history and Pete Dye track record and their current form coming into play, I think those ones are really good as well. Reminder to everyone to smash the like button to the episode. You want to get in on the chat? You better sub to Mayo Media Network. Okay thanks let's do that right now Smash especially like again we're here double down on that I mean don't double down on that because it probably takes the you have to triple down on it because if you hit it once and then hit it again I think it takes it away so you need to hit it a third time and if you want to play in a free bracket against me uh hit the description there's the bracket link down there uh, for the challenge that I'm doing there's giveaways it's free to play I highly recommend that you go do it and deposit at fanteam.com the people that are putting on this bracket Uh, and use code mmn deposit 20 bucks use code mmn play in one of the tournaments at corrales and you'll get a free master's ticket to their giant gpp so easy money if you go and try that out right now group number 13 should we reveal who's andrew curse for the week because they're in this group jeff yeah it's time unfortunate people are not going to be happy pat Victor Hovland is the one seed. Zalatoris is the two seed. Cameron Tringali is the three seed. Seb Straka is the four seed. He was the second to last man in this tournament. Now that Maverick McNeely is into the bracket with Sam Burns pulling out on Monday morning. Will Zalatoris, my friend, is cursed for the week. However... I mean, it was. I thought that Vic was going to miss the cut last week, and that would have been an all-time Andrew Kerr's performance. Fortunately, he made like a 35-footer on the 35th hole to sneak through on the number for the weekend. This is a nice spot for Vic, though, I think.
1: Uh, it's hard to think any spot isn't nice for Vic. Um, yeah, and I guess at the time a year ago, when he came back from three on the back nine on answer... If we were to do that again this year, it would feel a lot more normal in my mind than it would have a year ago. Like, that's just part of the course. That's just like part of Vic, like normalcy, I guess, is what I'm trying to say now. But I'm going to ride the um, the curse here. Give me Big Willie Styles.
0: Yeah, I, 50 like, to one. I liked Big Will coming into this week, uh, and this obviously completely threw me off him. You said, did you already bet him at 50 to 1? Because I saw he dropped to 30 or 35. Uh, no, but there's still some 45, 50s around, I think. My issue would be is that Zalatoris and listen, you can get to any spot that you want, but again, with all the really short par 4s on this course, that Zalotaurus is really good from like 150 and beyond. He's very good with his longer irons. With his flick wedges, Like he's good. But he's not elite from 150 and in. That would be my only case against him. Although you can most definitely play that his putting struggles are going to be less of a struggle this week.
1: No, I totally back that narrative. Like, can get behind the Zalatoris' his strengths are mitig- mitigated on um, a course like this. You've seen where he, you know, even almost winning at Torrey Pines. The places where he's played his best are some of the toughest courses. Uh, right so
0: hold on looking at the field right now uh, one thing I didn't do was sort by 350 to 400 yard par fours I'm looking at the past 50 rounds the best players in the field on those holes Sergio Berger, Mac Hughes, Webb, Justin Rose, Luke List, Billy Horschel, Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler, Kevin Na, Ian Poulter, Russell Henley, Louis Oosthuizen those are all the guys that play well in this tournament
1: Well said. Um, I'm picking Will Zalatoris from this group. All right. Speaking of circle of trust, you wonder if he'll have any.
0: Hovlin's obviously the pick here. Uh, I don't think, like, when you're trying to search for sleepers, I think there are very obvious sleepers in some of the brackets. And, you know, maybe when I talk to Sky and we talk about DraftKings picks, he'll be like, yeah, well, literally 0.1% of the field is going to take Cameron Tringali. So maybe you take him. I don't see it with Tringali. I don't see it with Straka. That doesn't mean they can't win the pod. Zawataurus is like a very clear pivot off of a very popular Hovland. So I think that I'll go with you and go with Big Will Z in this circumstance. Maybe he can have one of those weeks where he makes all his like 35 footers and then doesn't have to attempt his three footer. Wouldn't that be fun? I mean, that's the situation that we're potentially looking at right now. Group number 14 is Neiman as the one seed mcneely last man in the tournament as the four then you have na and henley henley who on paper looks like he should be gangbusters at this course and then kevin na who's just really good match play history (laughs) coming back from baby he has not played in a while
1: i'm going to pick russell henley to win this bracket you in the world my friend you in the world yeah no i'm not betting him to win i don't even know that i'd make a prop to win group 14. But for the purposes of this game, I'm going to pick Russell Henley to win this bracket. Okay. I mean, that's completely
0: fair. You don't like Neiman in Texas?
1: I do like Neiman very much. Um, If we're talking about potential outright bets, uh, maybe Neiman, although he's still, you know. Neiman's 35 to 1, basically. The afterglow of his... Every, After Globe is win on the priced market everywhere across the board. He's
0: essentially thirty-five to one. Maybe you can grab a forty at some places. He might get beat down to thirty, but it's a it's an interesting group. Like he is clearly the best player in this group. I'm going to take Kevin Na again. When you start talking about Colonial and Sony, I do worry that there's been a layoff. He's been dealing with a newborn baby this entire time, but there's only so many courses where you want to like take Kevin Na to do anything. One where he can hit his wedges the entire
1: time and try to make some putts is most definitely that type of course. Makes sense. He would have been my next picks. Um, and I, I guess did, just, I don't know. I've picked a lot of ones. I'm trying to fade. Henley made Henley or nah were kind of,
0: yeah, but Neiman is going to be the least picked one seed, I think. Because I don't think anyone buys him like in the context of being a one seed. It was a lot. It's a lot like answer. Actually, answer is probably the one that fewer people will take. Although people might just look at his Pete Dye history, end up rolling with him and say, "Hey, sure, Abraham Answer." Although Bubba and Harmon and the other guy in that group, whoever the hell it is, is going to be pretty. Po- web are probably going to be pretty like evenly split in this one. I think it's just really easy to fade Neiman and take Russell Henley. Because Henley's going to rate out very well in any sort of stats that you look at. His recent form is fantastic. Coming in, he has a win in Texas in his career. It's still before the Masters, so he has a chance to win one of these tournaments at the comp courses that we talked about. He's been excellent here. I get it. I completely get it. He's fifty-five
1: to one to win the WGC. Like you gotta.
0: Yeah, but they're not hanging any. He's They're not hanging any deep numbers on
1: anyone though. Like
0: the lowest. No, but I'm
1: just saying he's he's priced like he's pretty popular.
0: He's popular everywhere. He's over... In our minds, he's overvalued every single week by the betting market. And he never wins, but he does well every single week.
1: I agree, and that's why I'm picking him to win this pod. All right. I'll go with Kevin Na. Hopefully the game
0: is in form. Group number six, the Justin Thomas group. Were you surprised JT blew it on Sunday at Valles uh,
1: Was I... Su- no. No. Yes and no. Like, I don't know. When he catches fire, he has that swagger. You think he's unstoppable. But once it quickly starts leaking, no, no. The answer is no. I am no, was not surprised, to be honest. Okay. Wasn't.
0: JT is perfectly set up for this course. Can he make enough of those mid-range putts to advance? Because it only takes getting caught once. And then you're absolutely finished. Um, I think that betting against him is probably the right move here for me. I don't know if I love Luke List in a format like this. Um,
1: I like Leishman. <laughs> yeah. 80 to one. Yeah. Bad draw, but that, that was frustrating. It's, it, but it's
0: it's not a bad draw if he advances, though. Like, if he can just get past Justin Thomas... This quadrant is the weak quadrant, in my mind at least. Like, you have the two weakest one-seeds, theoretically, in Neiman and Spieth. And then you have, like, Keegan Bradley in this group, who, I mean, should actually be okay at this course. You just have a lot of throw-ins, like, Straka is someone who qualified late. Tringali's, like, whatever. McNeely's the last man in the field. Keegan Bradley's an alternate to get in this field. Rose isn't playing all that well. I mean, Kisner's playing great, because there's won this event. Maybe we should just say Kevin Kisner and make it easy on ourselves, but... Leishman I think sets up well here and if it gets windy I always trust him
1: I I like Leishman I've even stared at the 80 to 1's that I've seen to win this thing being drawn with Justin Thomas no interest to run I had to let that that simmer but for this let's pick uh, Leishman just to move on unless you're worried that NBC wants a Saturday morning Justin Thomas Spieth matchup and that's like predetermined so, this is like a uh, cuss theory on
0: why the SEC was going to be awesome at the NCAA tournament because oh, CBS wants them there. And then they lost. Like, <laughs> yeah, I <year>. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, man, we're both going with Leishan? Weird. Did, did not expect that. Let's see, 14th from 125 to 150, 16th from 100 to 125. So at least that part of his game checks out. Not the greatest on these short par threes. Thomas rates out as the best player in this field, by the way. When I looked at it, like when I ran all my numbers, it's Rom and JT are your two best. But specifically to the dimensions that I was looking at at this course, Thomas is the best. Coming off a pretty good week too. You know, if he had won the Vallespar, he would become like the fourth player in history with 15 wins before he turned 30. <laughs>
1: Yeah, his win rate is pretty remarkable. I'm always kind of blown away by how many it is—like ten or twelve, right? I believe it's fourteen because with a win it would have been fifteen.
0: So in my mind, that's how the math works out.
1: Yeah, one plus fourteen is fifteen. I don't remember him winning fifteen times. I must have lost a lot of money. Well, he won in Kuala Lumpur back to back. Yeah, that was a- like
0: that was in Yeah, but he, that's the thing—he started winning in like 2017, so it's been five years.
1: Yeah, and he had, and he won but the, Kuala Lumpur, like he, he, that was like a two or three win. Then he won the Sony, what, twice maybe then?
0: Uh, he won the Sony once. He won the Honda. He are won they the counting two- his
1: father son?
0: Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't think that's, that's the case. That was the stat that I, maybe it wasn't 15. Maybe it was 13. Because, yeah, coming to a T. He won the Players. He won St. Jude, Tournament of Champions. CGA. He's won the CJ Cup twice. He won the PGA, won PGA the BMW, Champions. PGA Championship, Sony Open, TOC, Kuala Lumpur twice. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, it's 14 on the number. He won. He won his first Kuala Lumpur in 2015. I think I've really underrated how long Justin Thomas has been around now.
1: Well, I used to make comments like it must be so frustrating being Justin Thomas because you've probably beaten Jordan Spieth in 95 percent of the matches you two have played together your whole lives, but he's just out here winning majors and you're, you know, haven't won on mainland property yet.
0: That that I, mean, I do recall that narrative. Like he he has he had the same sort of thing that Vic has at the moment, where guy can't win in mainland America, only in Hawaii and overseas in Mexico.
1: No, I didn't mean like that was a permanent thing. I just meant like how frustrating it must be for him or motivating when you see guys that you can beat or you know you beat regularly in your own personal games, winning majors. It's got to be frustrating, I think. (laughs) The 11
0: group, the final group for the WGC match play reminder to smash the like button to the video fill out the I believe the bracket is now out on PGATour.com but we have the link to the bracket contest with free giveaways down in the description if you want to go play it use code MMN at FanteamGolf uh, as or at Fanteam.com as well to get that bonus if you enter a Corrales tournament probably a fun way to play Corrales this week the DraftKings listeners league with the DraftKings prices now out is down in the description as well Jordan Spieth is the one Keegan is the four and then you have Scott and Rose in between. Have a feeling Adam Scott is going to be a very
1: popular pick this week. Get on my back. Let's go. Adam Scott. What are his... Was an e- that was an easy one for me.
0: Adam Scott's 55 to 1? That's, that's pretty good odds.
1: I mean, I'm hoping he peaks at the Masters, but maybe he wants to peak early.
0: Interesting. Oh, shit. Matt Ryan just got traded to the Colts for a third-round pick. fun stuff okay
1: yeah is Got that a feeling something it, was happening today
0: it, this is their move now they they take guy who's well past his prime make them the starting quarterback and then at the end of the year they're like what happened <laughs> it's the third <laughs> year in a row <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough like maybe <laughs> maybe just package your third and first together and try it up to get one of these rookies save yourself the money and maybe they're good they can That's still awesome. do that well, they don't have the third now they just traded it to atlanta
1: but didn't they get two threes for Wentz or something? They oh, could yeah. Do
0: it. yeah. I suppose that's correct. Who are we taking in this in this bottom one? I kind of want to take Speed. Oh, I'm taking Scott. Oh, you're taking Scott? Like 100% you're taking but Scott? I almost,
1: I almost took Rose, but I'm going to take Scott. Let me
0: look at the numbers here. How does Scott do on the shorter? Oh, Scotty Scheffler absolutely crushes these shorter ones. Scott does not. He's actually one of the worst guys in the field at it. What about Spieth? Spieth's even worse, so that's fantastic news. Who's the other jabroni in this group? Why can't Keegan Bradley win this group with the type of player that we just kind of talked about?
1: He could. I'm not picking him. Okay. Fair enough.
0: Spieth, (laughs) Um, yeah, man, I'm going to take- Rose,
1: I think, could rate out well, too, but I'm going with um, Scott. What are Spieth's odds to win? 40, probably. Really? They're less than
0: Scott? No, I don't like that at all. I could be wrong. He's he's 35 to 1. Wow. Did not expect that. Texas, baby. Texas. Longhorn. Okay, I'm going to switch to Scott with you. Because I'm going to bet Scott as an outright, so I might as well have him advancing in the bracket. That only makes a lot of logical sense to me. Okay, so I have been keeping track of all of our picks this entire time, Jeff. So when you are done, remember to hit the description, play in the bracket challenge. That's completely free. For everyone to go play, the password is there once you follow the link to play in the specific league. It's for Fanteam.com. And there's prizes that they're giving away to people as long as you have an account on their site, free or otherwise. So go to Fanteam.com. You might as well deposit 20 bucks, play in the Corrales, get a free Masters ticket with code M-M-N. Those links are down in the description as well. I'm going to plow through mine here. I'm going to go Cameron Young over Eric Van Royen. Mac Hughes over the Gucci Man. Berger over Cantley, Tommy over Hoagie, and then I'll go Cam Young, Daniel Berger, and I'll have Berger going to the finals. And then on the other side, I'll have Morikawa over Webb, Xander over Morikawa, Na over Zalatorish, Scott over Leishman in a battle of Australia, X over Morikawa, Scott over Na, X over Na, Berger versus Xander in the final. Xander wins the WGC Dell match play in 2022. Just adding to the list of weird non-cut tournaments that he can win.
1: Yeah, perfect event for him to get off the mat for. Um, I'll like be rapid fire if you could read mine out okay. to me. Rom versus your best friend, Harold Werner the Third.
0: Rom. Are you sure? Maybe he's going to revoke those tickets now that you didn't pick them.
1: I hope the he's emails gone. already. I think the tickets already came through. I could be wrong. <laughs> DJ versus the Gucci man. DJ. Oh,
0: Rom versus DJ. Rom. Rom. Okay. Cantley versus Burger. Burger. How's your burger? Tommy versus Peter's.
1: I love them both. Tom, but if Peters is a wack, we gotta be quick, Tommy. Thank you. Burger versus Tommy.
0: Remember the quick part? Burger. Rom versus Burger. Rom. You're really going on a Rom train here. Sergio versus
1: Answer. Sergio. Xander. Answer, answer, answer. Abort. Answer. Answer. Xander versus
0: Norin. Xander. Zalatoris versus Henley. Z- Zalatoris. Leishman versus Scott. I'm guessing you're going Scott. Well, that's tough, but yeah, Scott. So, answer versus Xander. Xander. Zalatoris versus Scott. Zalatoris. Xander versus Zalatoris. Is that a final four match? That is a final four match. You're gonna pick the same
1: Zalatoris.
0: Match. Rom versus Zalatoris in the finals. Rom. So you have John Rom winning, and I have Xander Shoffley winning. So I have Berger. and then my
1: final four is Burger, Rom, Zalatoris, Xander.
0: Correct. And my final four is Burger, Cam Young, Adam Scott, and Xander with Xander versus Berger in the finals, and Xander winning, thus completing the rematch from Colonial in the first event out of the COVID break. That Morikawa won. No, Morikawa lost. Who won that? Berger won it. Berger beat Xander and Morikawa in that. So those are the players that, I'm just looking at that tournament in general and hoping it plays out that way.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Should have Jason Kokrak going farther maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have Kevin Na going farther, so that's the angle that I'm gonna take.
1: Fair enough. All right. One and done
0: picks for the match play. I'm taking Xander. Cust is taking Zala Torres. Who are you going to use?
1: Where am I on the uh, Let's say burger, I
0: guess. Have you used burger? Do you recall using burger at any point? No. I can look at this, though. Let's see. Golf draft. No, that's not right. Where did I save this? Ah, the one and done sheet. Let's see what we can pull up here. You have not used Berger. So perfect. You can use Daniel Berger for this. So quick picks for this event. I have already bet Xander at 28 to 1. I've bet Cam Young 125 to 1 plus the top four. So if he makes it to the semifinals, looking good. Uh, as we're live on the show, I think I'm going to bet Adam Scott at the same time. Should I bet Scott with the each way or just roll with him at 55? Do you see a better number than 55 out there? I should probably ask I you that. I see 59. 59. If it's 59, I know what site you're talking about.
1: <laughs> That's what I see, yeah.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I'll go 59 on Scott because I have money on that account. And then, I mean, if... I like Webb's number at 80. I like Morikawa's number. The problem is... Xander, Webb, and Morikawa all in the same, like, one quadrant. So I'm kind of killing my own money. Although oh, it gives me more chances for guys to come out at the same time. Maybe I really shouldn't be too concerned about that in the outright market if I'm not going to play the each ways on everyone. But I'm giving a hard look to Morikawa at the top with Xander if I can find that 25 that you talked about. But Xander, Young, and Scott, I'll have the cheat sheet in the newsletter Tuesday evening. But... uh Webb and Morikawa might get added to this as
1: well. Xander, I have bet. Uh, Willie Z. Xander, I have bet. Thomas Peters, I have bet. The only other, I'm looking at Willie Z at 50. Looking at that Scott bet. And I'll be honest, I just picked Rom to win. at 14 to 1. I'm thinking about it. And Leishman at 80. But obviously if I pick Rom, that's going to change some things. And I should be thinking about Berger because I sent him to the final four. So those are just the things I got to think about. But Peters and Xander are the bets. Leishman I like.
0: Jeez, there it is. 25 to 1, Colin Morikawa. Interesting. In. Morikawa's on the card. 25 to 1. It's too, too big of a number for my guy can't do it can't do it like that can't have it I'll do it on the Pat Mayo experience hopefully that was helpful probably wasn't but we got to talk about everyone that's always fun
1: I enjoyed it that that that's it was a long time for me and my leg at the moment yeah um so it probably became a bit of a squirmy wormy and if you saw me like rubbing below the table I promise you I was massaging my kneecap
0: that's what you were doing
1: are you sure yeah my my thigh my quad my kneecap, yeah. Okay. Even right now, I, you probably see. I'm a lefty too, so that wouldn't even be my aggressive stroking hand. You
0: can switch. <sighs> I got it. to. People can switch it. <sighs> I couldn't.
1: You couldn't do it. I probably couldn't. I haven't tried, but I probably you, you could switch couldn't. it better than a stranger, pal. Although after like this, like like uh upper thigh kneecap massaging i've been doing with my right hand i probably could attempt a a switch hit if any time now would be it for me all right well i know
0: your leg is bothering you so follow jeff on twitter at gfeinberg 17. we should most definitely do that as you should smash the like button to this episode and if you want to be able to be involved in the live chats going forward be it for golf or football or whatever we end up doing you need to be a subscriber to the Mayo Media Network on YouTube. So please go do that as well. If you're watching it after the fact, leave your winner down in the description. The DK League is open. It's in the description right now. So please go join that. Three max entry, no rake, thus the best tournament on DraftKings back after a week absence. And there's a bracket challenge down there as well. Thanks to our friends at Fanteam.com. If you go to Fanteam.com and use code MMN and then you enter one of the Corrales uh, tournaments of $15 or more. You can play like straight pick them, DFS, whatever you want. Uh, you'll get a free entry into the Masters giant tournament that they have going along. And there are giveaways and prizes to win the bracket challenge as well. So hell, even if you just want to play the bracket challenge, you can come play it against all of us. It'll be a good time. I will be back on Tuesday with Skylar Hoke talking about the DraftKings implications and the best way to strategize for DraftKings this week as Sky is always on top of these weird tournaments and the best angles to take and how many people actually end up doing that. And Wednesday, I have my Oscar bet show, which is already recorded. So that'll come out first thing on Wednesday morning. Please tune into that, or even if you don't care about movies, download it anyway. I'd appreciate it. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time.
1: EXPERIENCE!